welcome to another episode of How Simp Sees It. Uh, we are going to be going over a few uh, different things today, but this is first and foremost a movie podcast, and we are here to do just that. So uh, how about podcast that? movies? That's think, right. I think that's illegal. I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, but that voice that you hear there is the one and only Mr. J. Rod. Hello again, everybody. We have come here to talk about movies and continue to talk about movies, and we're all in the mood to do so. Indeed. <laughs> I kind of botched that uh, quote there. I thought I had somewhere to go with it. but uh, Oh, that's all right. We'll just leave it laying there, all, all dead and wiggly. That's right. Uh, no, we do have a review for the new Blair Witch Project-esque movie called Blair Witch. Uh, <laughs> and That's right. And uh, we also have one uh, about uh, Edward Snowden called Snowden. Uh, so two very clever titles Indeed. this week. <laughs> and uh, some call uh, Snowden a uh, a hero, a brave man, and others call him a coward and a traitor. You can see the movie and make up your own minds. Or, okay. or we'll tell you. Yeah. You, know. you can trust our opinion, although I don't know why you would. We're yeah. just two dudes, but That's whatever. Right. But uh, no, uh, we do uh, have a, a good show for you today, even though it might be a little bit more swift than others, because it is a Tuesday afternoon, and it was a slow news week, and a pretty snow, snow, slow uh, release week, uh, because the movie's... I guess Blair Witch, but it should have released in October if they were really hoping to capitalize. But uh, Snowden, I don't think. That? I don't know, and I don't think Snowden really has much. I mean, there are some people that showed up, but I don't think that like everybody's like, you know what I got to do? I got to get out there and see that Snowden. Well, I think it's just as you said. The the nation itself is kind of uh, torn on it still to this day to uh, the topic. It is amazing to me how many people. Uh, don't even go, know who he is. Who? What? <laughs> this, there's a movie about... When I heard Snowden, I thought people got snowed in somewhere. Oh. Mm. And it was an Oliver Stone movie, so I thought it was all twisted. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, no. No, no. No, no. That is a real-life man that did some stuff. Uh, yeah, some then, stuff that impacts your life directly. Yeah, and then you tell people uh, what he did, and they're either like, oh, my God, or they're like, well, he's a fucking traitor. Yep. Mm. You know, string them up. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, we were kind of having this conversation as we were getting ready for the podcast here tonight. Uh, I think that a lot of people got their Snowden fix with the HBO documentary Citizen Four. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that during the review, but that is a great and Oscar-winning documentary. It is. So, uh, it is. So, yeah. Uh, also, uh, if you, uh, we always like to start the show by saying uh, if you are new and you have found your way to our show, we are super excited, and to that we'd like to give. Give you a big old-fashioned hey now. Hey now. We also have some other listeners who have been with us for a while now, and we certainly appreciate that they have uh, either found us out at the theater uh, out there or found us through the web or whatever, but we're glad uh, that you keep coming back and uh, listening to some more. And for that, we'd like to give you a double hey now. Hey now. Hey now. That's, uh, that's for all you out there. And then there is a, a secret treasure trove of people who have uh, been with us for uh, the very beginning, the, the long run. Uh, in the, uh, They're still here now, and those guys get a very special uh, Rob Rigglefied air high five. <laughs> Catalina wine mixer. Are you ready? Yeah, I don't have any Catalina wine, though. <laughs> so if you think you're getting any of that, I apologize. I got my hopes up, too. No, no. Yeah, no wine for you. So, uh, yeah, at the start of every show, uh, also we like to give a little update. We are one of the only podcasts that we know of that has a mascot, and his name is Dapper Dobby. And uh, he had an exciting event. He got a new collar. Oh. Yeah, a little Steelers collar. He's sporting the oh. colors, getting ready to rock Damn. and roll. Uh, he kind of doesn't like it right yet because it's a little bigger than his other collar. But uh, he's getting used to it. You good, know. good. Yeah. So, uh, but Gotta he's gotta get used to it. It's football season. Yeah, he's gonna wear that day. collar. And since we've moved into the uh, the new studio over here, all of the uh, animals have come in uh, here to be unofficially part of the show today. Some of them are checking it out, uh, and <laughs> others like, are. Cool? What is this? Room yeah, over and others here? are just uh, kind of laying about, like, hey, cool. There's a table in here. I'm going to lay under it. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and we're going to have, of course, a breakdown of all of your Emmy winners, which is kind of a big deal as uh, the Emmy Awards were on this uh, Sunday. We're going to have some clips for you next week. Uh, this is a, a really strange, rare Tuesday day that uh, we are recording on. We usually do our stuff. I am a creature of the night. 
So uh, I am still... Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes. Creature uh, of the night! I Exactly. And uh, <laughs> uh, I, when I wake up, I wake up because I, I don't get home until late, so I don't go to sleep till late, so I don't wake up until later. So I'm, I've, I've just hit lunchtime. Uh, in yeah. my in my day, and the sun is about to go down, people. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I uh, creature of the night, uh, creature of the night. I like it. That is one of my favorite songs from that musical. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy uh, the time warp. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I like the hot patootie as well. The, yeah. the meatloaf. Yeah, I like that meatloaf, and uh, I also like, uh, of course, the Frankenfurter uh, uh, sweet, sweet transvestite. Of Transylvania. That's a good one too. It's a it's a great way to open the show. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I uh, I like that the guy gets uh, bothered because he thinks it's going to be the Candy Man. Like, <laughs> like there's a regular candy delivery, and he's like, No, that's know. that's not what he thought. Oh. The Candy Man uh, is the drugs, the drug oh, dealer. Oh, so he wanted his drugs. He thought you were the Candy Man. He wanted some. I need some of my uh, jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were really, really good jelly beans. <laughs> really, really, really good. Hit my taste buds. Crate right. balls. Stroke the shaft. <laughs> That's right. Swallow the gravy. <laughs> That's some Tropic Thunder for you, if you don't know what we're yeah. talking about. We're not a couple of preverts on here. Well, we, we might be that, too. Well, you know, you never know. But not but, on uh, the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, we're, uh, we're going to get uh, moving here as it is midday. And, we got uh, things to do. And it's just very strange. Mm. Uh, it's all... It's all strange to me, because uh, like uh, Jim Morrison, people yeah. are strange. Well, I am strange, strange in the daytime because I'm not usually. Yeah, I don't get hip until about like five p.m. So don't I'm get getting, hip. I'm getting close, you know. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so uh, we're going to move it on into the weekly update section. And, of course, J-Rod, being the nice guy that he is, can move around. Uh, he's broken up into chapters so you can move around wherever you like. At any time, if you want to know what we thought about Blair Witch or Snowden, you can go there right now. But I got a pretty cool and swift, uh, rather, uh, weekly update for you. And our television time, we're going to go over the Emmy winners, which is pretty exciting. I liked a lot of the winners and saw a lot of good people get awarded for some stuff. And uh, a lot of it I called a long time ago, and a lot of it I've already called this time for what's going to happen next time. So we'll talk about that. And, uh, of course, we have uh, our movie reviews. Uh, And uh, J-Rod has a couple of trailers for you all. So we're going to go ahead and get started with our weekly update. We're going to do that right now. Uh, I should start by saying uh, legendary uh, uh, talent yeah. uh, behind mm-hmm. uh, uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, uh, C. Martin Croker, has passed. Uh, and that is that is a bummer because I spent a lot of years of my life watching Space Ghost. Uh, I'm a mm-hmm. particular fan mm-hmm. of Brack. Um, <laughs> and I like Zorak too. I, they, like I mean, I like them all. But, I've got uh, uh, some Brack songs on my playlist at work and yeah. all. All the students are like, "What is this?" <laughs> They're like, "What happened?" Be like, "That's Brack." Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know Brack, then uh, I'm a cucumber, so please don't take me to the pickle farm. <laughs> that's right. If you don't know Brack, then uh, just you get into that. Yeah, uh, indeed. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a big bummer, uh, and uh, I just wanted to, to pay my respects. If we're lucky, uh, maybe next week we'll have some clips, uh, some wonderful Space Ghost uh, clips. And, um, you know, hopefully get something good going there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes. Uh, so uh, as as customary as we do for legendary talents of the game, I'm going to give them a uh, three-second dead air pause to respect the talent of C. Martin Kruger. Legendary uh, in the game of comedy animation voice Agreed. talent. Started uh, a whole wave of adult comedy and cartoons and yeah. late night cartoons. And, um, you know, he wasn't obviously solely responsible, but again, one of the pioneers. And it should be noted too, uh, right now, uh, you're, if you're listening to this, hopefully this week and not like it's 10 weeks down the road <laughs> when the movie comes out to rent or whatever, but Bef- if you're listening before to October, it, yeah, if you're listening to it uh, right now, uh, you can go on ComedyCentral.com. Or not Comedy Central, Adult Swim, mm. uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah. And they have uh, uh, uploaded 70 hours of Space Ghost that you can watch uh, in tribute. That's um, uh, a lot of a lot of funny. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, that's a great thing to pop on before you go to sleep uh, and just kind of tune out 
to some Space Ghost. It's yeah. pretty great. So this is a headline I read uh, that I just got a chuckle out of. I don't really know uh, much more past the headline because it was just a headline. What's that? Psychic wins the lottery. No, but that would be good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this headline, it just caught my attention because somebody took a picture of the headline and made a meme out of it. Uh, and it said, uh, I'll just drink one beer and eight hours later. And then it posted the, the headline and it says, man gets arrested for everything. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and, for everything. Yeah, for everything. Uh, so if you want to see what that's about, you can Google it. It's, uh, you'll have quite a laugh. And while I'm talking about good headlines, uh, <laughs> uh if you don't know, um, we were going to have a clip uh, of this as well on the show, but we decided we would just show you all mercy and not <laughs> have you have to listen to it. But uh, Corey Feldman went on the Today Show, uh, and he is apparently singing in a band now and doing dance Oh, moves. he's had his band for a while, I think. Uh, the the Angelic Angels, mm-hmm. he calls them, and they wear halos and play music. Is it all his like entourage of women? Is that who it's it is? It's three women yeah. dressed like angels, wearing a halo, uh, playing instruments, and he dances uh, a lot like Michael Jackson, who he calls his idol, because when he was a kid, he spent so much time with Michael Jackson. That's a little creepy. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> uh, whoa. That's like saying, you know, I know he's kind of weird, but I still do love me some Bill Cosby. <laughs> the Jell-O and the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. don't say that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just don't look another man in the eye and say some shit like that. Uh, but yeah, so he gone uh, done did it. But yeah, this headline, this is another headline, a legit headline. I don't remember where it came from, but I I read it and, and I I had a out loud, a real, not a lol. You type in a text and send where you go, but like a, an actual <laughs> like a, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of thing. Maybe That's not, good. maybe not quite that animated. That robust. But, uh, yeah, but it did make me laugh. It just I can't even believe it when I say it, but it said Corey Feldman went on the Today Show and lost his damn mind, <laughs> uh, and I was like, ha! "What's the truth?" That is apt uh, because <laughs> that, that is exactly what he did. Uh, I clicked on the video and I watched it, and then I sat there for about a minute, and I go, "The fuck did I just watch?" <laughs> uh, and kudos to the Today Show like staff mm-hmm. or whatever because. I would not be able to control my own laughter. <laughs> I would be like, what the fuck? Well, that's what they do. Yeah, and then I would be like... What's his name? The bald guy, um, Matt Lauer? Is oh, that him? yeah, I'm probably... I don't watch the Today Show because I'm never up that early. But uh, <laughs> I see clips every now and again, and that's one well, for the ages. Well, you are sometimes. But... Yeah, uh, that's one for the ages, though. So uh, check that out, folks, if you want a laugh. Uh, also, uh, just real randomly, I read, uh, this is, you can find it on BuzzFeed and a lot of other uh, outlets pick the article up, but there's a great article that was wrote by, uh, a, it's about Jeopardy, which I, I happen to love Jeopardy. I watch Jeopardy every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I, I've. I've auditioned, not made the audition phase, but I've passed the online test, which is step one to get on Jeopardy like two or three times out of like the 10 or not 10, but five to seven times I've taken it. Mm-hmm. I've taken it a lot. I take it every year since about 2007. So, uh, I, I've passed like at least three times. And when you pass, it doesn't mean you get in, you get put into a pool of other people who passed with a percentage, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we don't ever know the percentage of what we got right. We just know that if we get above a certain percentage, we get put in with the pool. Right on. And then you get randomly selected, and I've never made it past that. But this is an article that goes through and breaks down everything, and there's all kinds of just Jeopardy inside. So if there's any, if there's ever some uh, some Jeopardy stuff that, like, if you watch Jeopardy and you ever want to kind of know what goes on behind the scenes, it's a pretty good read. Huh. Um, yeah, right. it was uh, everything I learned about being a, a two-day champion on Jeopardy, uh, and it's pretty oh, good. So, right. yeah, so check it out. Uh, she was a champion as well. Alex, Alex Trebek likes to coat himself in butterscotch <laughs> pudding every day after a show. She something? did say that uh, you get to spend extremely uh, little time with Alex Trebek. Oh, you have to have your story just like. Of cold monologue, ready just to like go. ready to fucking rip. Yeah, they film. 
Any of those in a day. Well, and she says that, uh, you know, you can practice your story all week, and sometimes people just freeze in front of Alex Trebek. Yeah, and and on camera and the lights. Yeah, and and she said that uh, also, you you know, uh, you'll never believe, uh, because you see it, it's TV. It's just how it's presented, but you'll never believe how many mess-ups and stops and retakes that they have to do. Oh, yeah. uh, Not on questions, but because Alex will trip over his words, or somebody Hmm. will do something, or there'll be a light that goes out or you know all technical things that can happen yeah uh yeah. so yeah so i was just like it was pretty interesting to smooth me. editing yeah i thought it was, i never knew i thought it was just all live and they recorded and alex trebek is the consummate professional very uh, few recorded shows happen that way yeah uh so it was cool to uh read so yeah uh also uh this week was pretty awesome i picked up nba 2k 17 one of my favorite releases of the year this one stars michael b jordan in the my player mode i've been quite addicted to it uh <laughs> I've been enjoying it quite a lot. And here's the thing that I, I kind of don't like. They're like, if you pre-order it, you can get it you know, on Friday before it comes out, presumably on Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is when it was supposed to come out. So I was like, cool, i got to make sure I get that pre-order in. And I did. I got it uh, Thursday night late. Uh, and I went and I played it and everything was good. But then it was like sold everywhere all weekend, whether you pre-ordered it or whether you didn't. <laughs> I'm like, well, some bitch. So it wasn't. So no, there was no a need. perk of any kind. No, there was no perk at all. There was no need uh, to do that. I could have mm-hmm. went over to Walmart just the same and bought it. And, and, and that's been, what we call marketing, folks. Yeah. So uh, well done on that. <laughs> uh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, this past uh, Saturday was, uh, and probably has been in years past, but it was, and I thought he's had a few of these already this year, but apparently this past Saturday was Batman Day. Oh really? Yeah. So all all kinds of Batman stuff was on sale, comic books and why was that? Uh I don't know. Uh that's it was just proclaimed. Uh I don't know if it was recently or a while ago, but Saturday was Batman Day. And I was like, Well cool. Uh they put out a special uh two pack of pops that harkens back to the sixties. Mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Uh, Batman, and uh, they also put out a specialty series pop of uh, the Golden Age Batman from the 30s uh, through the 50s, which is pretty awesome. Where he's got the purple gloves, and uh, which is pretty great. I I, ended up, I got them uh, because you know I like the pops. The uh, Hot Topic had uh, the special two pack, and one of them is he's got a bullseye on his chest and he's all in white and then the other one he's he's got a zebra suit on and you go well these were never used in comics and you go oh. Yes, they were. The 60s was a strange time, kids. Uh, there was some strange stuff going down, including a Batman dressed up like a zebra, standing with the, like the upward hero shot in comics saying, I am Zebra Batman. Mm. Uh, but they actually look pretty cool, so I think it's kind of neat. And I collect Batman pops uh, specifically because I love Batman, so it's pretty... The purpose of Batman Day is to celebrate the anniversary of the character's first ever appearance, which was ah. Detective Comics number 27, way back in May 1939. Yeah. So, so I don't know why it's in September. Yeah, why, would it, why wouldn't it be in also, May? Also, uh, going back to the, just the cursory uh, Google search, it, was, it lists a Batman Day as both September 17th and September 26th. Strange. How about that? So yeah. I guess it was Batman week. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, some good pops, though, came out, and I took advantage of that because Funko is smart with their marketing, and uh, <laughs> I uh, got more pops I probably didn't need. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so this is also cool. Apparently Fox, who has all kinds of ridiculous monies, uh, mm. has bought the rights to Stan Lee. I'm like, I didn't know, A, that he was for sale, uh, like not the Stanley story. Yes, the Stanley. Like they they're going. They bought the rights to Stanley to make a movie about his oh, life. Okay, all right. They, they, Stanley is going to be a Fox Films of some one of their departments a biopic on Stanley. That so, should be good unless somebody terrible gets a hold of it. Yeah, Snyder. Yeah. So uh, that should be interesting. I was like, oh. Oh, how about that? If anybody, I mean, he is a very fascinating individual who has done a large body of work uh, for who continues a long time. and still continues in the smallest ways to contribute. But this was his last year doing the con circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big deal because he's been doing that shit maybe as long as Comic Con has existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
uh, yeah, it's a pretty pretty big deal. Uh, pretty big, pretty big deal. <laughs> you know what else is a big deal? Ted Turner. Uh, I thought he was dead. Uh, I have to use that because seriously, I really did. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought somebody else was uh, in charge of Turner. Right, now. He's still be and, uh, owning them Braves yeah, and all that. And I think he still is actively running the 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 Turner Broadcast System. Yeah, I so, don't know that he. I think he runs the conglomerate that runs the show now. He used to be heavily involved yeah, in the TV. But. Well. The, he he or somebody Turner Entertainment or or Turner Corp, Turner Corporation I don't remember the name of it though. well somebody from there or him himself uh, did something pretty spectacular uh, Star Wars to get the rights to play that on TV is pretty much like one of the bigger deals you could ever get USA had it for the old old Star Wars movies mm-hmm. the originals uh, the prequels I'm sure were on like ABC or something Disney owned or something like that but. Uh, the uh, they have now struck a deal, and I, I believe I don't know if it's for just the new Star Wars or if it's for all Star Wars. But Turner uh, paid a ton of money to get the rights to show the Star Wars movies at least first uh, on his channels before any others uh, mm. so, you know, that aren't that's not a movie theater. Mm. So, so that's a pretty big deal, like because I would think that would be Netflix, you know, or. Something like yeah, that, something. Uh, or HBO. They seem to win those these days, you know, or HBO even. Uh, but no, it's Turner Broadcast Network. You yeah. Know. Uh, what? Okay, cool. Just gonna guess that that's gonna be the last thing they ever buy, and it's gonna actually signal the downfall of their company. But whatever. well, well, you know, you never know. Uh, you don't ever know. That's and then here's what I want to bring up and proclaim before we move on into our our trailer section. And I want to try to get this and tag one of these songs on at the end of the show. But there's two great songs I heard. And movies that I watched this week. And I'm going to go ahead and do this now because uh, I thought I'm going to proclaim, I'm taking it back. <laughs> I that, watched 500 uh, miles? No, no, no. 5,000? Not those it? proclaimers. And they did walk 5,000 uh, miles. Indeed. But uh, I'm taking it back. It's time that we as a society. Like uh, the, let, like those guys singing on the corner of Rocky One, mm, take it back. Kind of, yeah, but that's what I'm going to talk about next, but not first. <laughs> okay. But, but kind of, yes, keep that thought in mind. All right. Uh, now, I, I am proclaiming that we as a society need to stop saying that Hudson Hawk sucked because I think that Hudson Hawk was just so far ahead of its time in its terms of weirdness and offbeat humor mm. that uh, when you watch it now, you're like, this is great. And I've liked it ever since it existed. And I think now I'm proclaiming it's a cult classic. It's not a shitty movie that uh, from the 90s that people are like, oh, that's a terrible movie. Stop that. Stop it, stop it, stop it right now, because uh, it's still pretty good. It still packs the funny, and it is fucking bizarre, dude. Yeah, there's Uh, a lot of those. Yeah, uh, and it's great, so uh, I'm taking it back. Hudson Hawk, folks, good shit. You need to go out and watch that if you haven't seen it in a while. They do a great version, because back, I don't know if you know this, but back in the late 80s and early 90s, Bruce Willis fancied himself quite the singer. And in real life, and in real life, he does sing, and he plays a very mean harmonica. Uh, He is very, very good at the harmonica. Yeah, his band was the name. Uh, But yeah, he does have a band. He had a CD come out. Uh, If you get the um, Sin City special features, there's a there's a featurette where they uh, he got a gig playing while he was filming the movie, and Robert Rodriguez was like, "Let's just take all our equipment down there and film it." And he's like, "Okay." And you can see him whipping ass on a harmonica. Uh, I was like, "Holy shit!" But uh, also a great uh, recipe for breakfast burritos. Oh yeah, yeah. He likes to he likes to throw those on there. But uh, the song uh, "Swinging on a Star" they use, uh, but they use the they talk they go through and they talk over all these classic songs. And they're using it to time out what it would take for the perfect time for a robbery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just great. And I like uh, Bruce Willis's and Danny Aiello's version of uh, Swinging on a Star. Uh, so if we can get that and tag it on at the end. Or I also watched White Men Can't Jump because uh, I'm in a basketball mood. So what I'll do is I'll put basketball movies on my computer and I'll play basketball, the NBA 2K, on my big screen. Uh, with the volume muted while I watch the movies on the side. And the beginning of White Men Can't Jump, it has uh, uh, like a like like the Rocky standing next to the barrel, but it's uh, a, a black barbershop quartet type thing where the guys, uh, instead of actually playing a stand-up bass, he's like doing the... You know, Acapella. The, yeah, and they do this version of Just a Closer Walk With Thee, mm. uh, and it is 
awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I, I rewound it and 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 listened to it like four times before <laughs> I even started watching the movie. Nice, because uh, it was great. It was fucking great. Uh, and I would like to share that with all of you. So if I can convince J Rod to find that and put it on at the end of the show, you should really stick around for that. And with that, we're gonna move it on into trailer time and not waste no time because uh, we're all about the business today, folks. Trailer time. I should say I don't have any trailers. <laughs> and you were I, the one that went to the movies this weekend. Yeah, that I know of that I have not seen already. All I right. think there was one, but they keep showing the accountant trailer a lot. Oh, um, do they? Yeah. And there was one that I saw that Anna was like, yeah, and I'm like, eh, I don't mm. know. But uh, I know J-Rod's got a couple, so I'm going to let him take it from here. I got a couple, three. Uh, first ones I want to lay down for you is uh, a little movie called Bastards. Oh. Starring Owen Wilson and Ed Helms. Yes, I know of this movie. Mm, yes, indeed. Um, they, they're two grown men who find out that the the story of their father, they've been told their whole life, who died of, I believe, colon cancer is what they say in the trailer, uh, is a lie perpetrated by their mother to make them feel better about themselves. Uh-huh. And then they go on a trek to find um, uh, uh, their real father, one of which suspects is the famous Steelers football quarterback. Oh. Ah. Terry, what's the name? Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Indeed. Yeah, Ving Rhames plays one of the linemen oh. and uh, from the Steelers. Uh, J.K. Simmons plays one of the suspected uh, gentlemen as well. I'm gonna have to see this on that alone. Yes, you will. Uh, oh. It looks pretty damn funny because everybody keeps talking about what a floozy their mom was. Uh, and then as soon as they find out that, oh, she's our mom. Oh, I, I never touched her. Oh, we just cuddled. You know that sort <laughs> of stuff. Yes. Uh, Martin Sheen uh, has a new movie who coming is, out. Who is still alive. Still kicking. He's yeah. got a beard in this one, too. Oh, nice. He plays a, a Catholic a priest in, in a faraway land. I'm not exactly sure where. I've uh, seen that man do some shit in a church. Yeah, uh, it's called The Vessel. Okay. And uh, I'm not sure uh, what exactly the plot is, but the I do know that there was a typhoon or something, a tsunami of some sort, that took a town, and there were two guys that were dead for apparently three hours, and they came back to life, and everybody views it as a sign of God. Well, wow. Um, right. And that's that's the basic premise. I don't know where it goes from there yet, but uh, that's coming out, and it looks uh, intriguing, to yes. say the least. Finally, and I say the highlight of uh, this trailer time is the movie Passengers. Yeah, I'm going to have to check this one out. He starring Jennifer this. Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Who I love both of. They both give up their lives on Earth, uh, get put into a um, cryogenic or a sleep chamber or something like that, and get on a starship and go across the galaxy. It's supposed They're supposed to be asleep for 120 years, and I guess they only sleep for like 30. Oh. And they wake up 90 years too early, just the two of them. And uh, they got to figure out what the fuck. Neat. Yeah, there's this cool robot dude who reminds me a lot of like uh, Lenny the bartender from The Shining, if you will. Oh, uh, he's like uh, a human. On, he's like an android, so he's human on top and robot on bottom. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, pretty interesting. They're not giving you much to go on, uh, but they apparently were woken up for a reason. And the whole point of the movie is to find out what that reason was. The trailer Whoa. is awesome. Highly encourage it. Passengers, folks. You heard yeah. it here first. Maybe you didn't, but uh, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> well, you I did. think it dropped this morning, so you probably did. Yeah, you probably did. If yeah. you're listening today on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. How Chris, about that? Chris Pat Jennifer Lawrence. As soon as I saw that, I said, "Oh, I need to see me that yeah, movie." Yeah. All I have seen of it is a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know there was a trailer yet. So I'm going to have to see that. My damn self, and I'll tell you, uh, I got some good stuff to go over in TV time. So I'm not going to waste your time anymore. We're going to get there right now. Now, you may or may not know, uh, this weekend was the 63rd, I believe, uh, annual Emmy Awards. 68th. 68th annual uh, Emmy Awards. And uh, if you don't know, it's a little award show they do 
for a television achievement. Yeah, specifically the Primetime Emmy Awards. Yeah, the Primetime Emmy Awards. They have a Technical Emmy Awards and a Daytime Emmy Awards that are all on different times. The Technical Emmy Awards or are not aired uh, at all. <laughs> they're not aired. The technical ones aren't, and they happen a week before the actual aired mm-hmm. uh, Emmys. Mm-hmm. Amy Poehler won one uh, for Parks and Rec. That yeah. was uh, not on, not televised mm-hmm. uh, with the rest of the other ones. That was the highlight. And Game of Thrones won like all the technical <laughs> shit. Uh, and uh, the uh, well, they only have all the money in the world. Yeah, so. and the O.J. Simpson uh, yep. won a ton yep. uh, of technical and other awards, which we'll get into here in a second. So I'm just going to get into it. Uh, here is uh, your Emmy highlights. We'll have a little bit of video from some some strange stuff that uh, went on. Not strange, but Jimmy Kimmel was a host, and uh, I don't know if you guys watched Jimmy Kimmel or not, but nobody. Jimmy Kimmel is really good at uh, doing uh, uncomfortable jokes where you're like, is he just doing that? Or did he like, tell the people he was going to do that? Specifically Matt Damon uh, and yeah. others. But, you know, he plays he plays with people a little bit. He's put out specific videos before that were went viral uh, of some crazy shit that people were like, is that real or is that fake? And everybody's like, it's real. And then Jimmy Kimmel's like, ha ha, fuckers, I got you a week ago. Here's how I did that video that you all fell for so uh that's the kind of guy that jimmy kimmel is i like jimmy kimmel he makes me laugh uh and i think he did a fine enough job uh at the emmys so i don't know if everybody liked him or everybody was hating on uh what's her name dame uh... yeah maggie smith and she had a response which uh, i'm gonna look up here in a moment but he he uh he called her out because she's been nominated for nine nine straight years one five or something yeah one five five years in or or, yeah nine nine times and one five years straight or something like that out of the like six seasons of downton abbey and uh he called her out it sounded rather harshly, uh, and he was like, well, if she can't show up, then she's not deserved to have her in me. And it's all in good fun. But if you don't know Jimmy Kimmel, then you might be like, well, damn, he's kind of an asshole. You know? Yeah. But he's just... But she's an old cantankerous British lady. So. Yeah, yeah. And he's just a funnin' with, with her and with everybody in the audience. But uh, anyways, I guess Dame Maggie Smith had a response She did, and, it, and it's quite lovely, actually. It, what did she say? Uh, it's in a tweet, and it's a picture of her from Downton Abbey. And off to the side, it says, I was very astonished and pleased to win the award. I feel the Emmys have been uh, very good to me. Uh, very, oh, sorry, overly generous to me. If Mr. Kimmel could please direct me to the Lost and Found office, I will try and be on the next flight. Love, Maggie. <laughs> good, good, good. And she is quite something uh, as an actress. You all might recognize her from the Downton Abbey, but I'd say most would know her from the Harry Potter series. Yeah, and if you're uh, old fuckers like us, you, you know her from Hook. Yes. Uh, she was old Lady Wendy. Indeed she was. Uh, and uh, that is who she will always be. But she was old then, and it was me. like 92. Yes, she was old then, yeah. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> She's still uh, going? Yeah, and she doesn't look much different. No. <laughs> she looks she had, much the same. You know, it's it's going to sound weird to say this, but as I explain, you'll understand. She had the, the luck of aging quickly. And if you don't know oh, what I mean, yeah, I as a as mean. a female actress, there is a no- the acting yeah, there's a notorious dead zone. Yes. Uh, from like forty to sixty something. Yes. There's very few roles, and they only get taken by big stars. And she aged quickly, meaning she got the grandma parts earlier in her career yeah. than most. Yeah, and uh, has done very well uh, since then. Yeah. Uh, it's a very weird thing that business of show. Uh, yes, it, it is. So uh, here are your winners. Uh, we're just going to go through these. If you want to know who our picks were, you can go back a few episodes ago where the Emmy nominations were announced. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it was, but uh, it was a bit ago. But here you go. Uh, best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. And I actually am really uh, – I'm not not surprised but because I watched it, uh, but I think it's very fitting. Uh, Louis Anderson, uh, you may or may not know, was back on TV in a show called Baskets, which we reviewed here last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we liked it, sometimes we didn't, but it came with the caveat uh, you need to know or understand Zach Galifianakis and Louis C.K.'s sense of humor, quite, humor yeah. uh, quite extensively in order to get out of these shows what uh you know it is an enjoyable experience yeah is what it well and what's making them special Mm -hmm. as well because Mm -hmm. they are really doing good work it's just not going to be for everybody but louis anderson did some great work in there as um he was the mom of zach galifianakis 
Louis, mm-hmm. Louis Anderson. So, yep. uh, and you go, huh? Uh, and it, it just works. If you see it, you'll laugh. Uh, yeah, so anyways, I loved that cartoon kids show we had for a while, too. Yeah, that was good, too. Uh, and he's been around for years and years and years. Forever. Yeah, doing, Late 70s, I yeah, think. Yeah, just doing comedy and about everything. So, Also, Andre Brower from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peele, who I love. Yes, he sir. is fantastic in everything. Ty Burrell, who I like from Modern Family. He was uh, an archer this year, too. Ty Burrell? No, Keegan-Michael Key. Oh, Keegan-Michael. He's everywhere. Uh, Titus Burgess from The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. The white guy. Which got the largest uh, applause from everybody was mm. the uh, the Titus Burgess from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And the crowd went wild for that. Uh, Tony Hale from Veep and Matt Walsh from Veep. Pretty stacked category. Indeed. Uh, it's a lot of talent there. And Louis Anderson walks away with the win. Does something edgy on TV, gets rewarded for it, rightfully so. What do you think about that? Um, you know, I think it goes both ways. Most of the people out there will be like, I ain't never heard of that show. 90% of the people out there, I think, would say that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's uh, an award show for artists by artists, and that's going to happen. So, you know, what are you going to do? What can you do? I'll tell you, though, uh, I didn't see it coming. I think he's well well earned, but uh, he was actually the best part of that show because he cracked me up as the as his mom in that movie, yeah. or TV show. Uh, next, this was a pleasant surprise as well. Uh, there was a lot of new Emmy blood this year. Um, when I say that, the Emmys is very staunch, and when it finds somebody on a TV series... If you continue to perform at that level, they will reward you for years. It's why Gary Shandling has lost out uh, on all seasons of The Larry Sanders Show, which starts streaming September 23rd on HBO Now, finally, Mm -hmm. and HBO Go. Uh, which is mm-hmm. great. Watch that, folks, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, that is part of the reason uh, and part of our foundation here at uh, House Imp Season. So, uh, and I should say that um, next week, because we had some trouble getting a hold of it, but uh, next week we are going to have uh, the tribute that Jeffrey Tambor gave to Gary Shandling on the Emmys, which made uh, this old stale hort uh, tear up a bit as I was. <laughs> Did you call uh, yourself? Uh, a stalwart. No, that's not what a you stale horse. There you go. That's a, what you a said. Stale horse. I think one of those is right. Stale horse. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I was uh, I had something in my eye. You know, uh, it was a sad, a sad and and very fitting and, and respectful finger? moment. You should get your finger out of your eye. Dude. No, that's no, I don't do that. Mm. I don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, never. You and the Candyman. That's right. Uh, writing for a comedy series, Aziz Ansari <laughs> and Alan Young, yeah, Master the, and Nun. What the fuck was that, by the way? Yeah, uh, Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan, uh, Catastrophe, Dan O'Keefe, Silicon Valley, Alec Berg. Silicon Valley, if you know why I said that, then you get extra cool points. It's from a Seinfeld episode. Uh, David Mandel, Veep, and Alex Gregory and Peter Hill. Uh, I don't think it's how you really say his last name, but that's how I say it, because Goofy is cool. And uh, also for Veep. And Asis Anzare and Alan Yang uh, did that. They won. He went up there, said some stuff about Asian Americans and Asian folk. and uh, Got played off the stage immediately. played off the stage real fast. And Asis Anzare didn't have a chance to talk. And then when he gave it to him, he went in and he tried to talk. And they played him off. And he was like, all right, fine. <laughs> so he went back and <laughs> ran back to his seat. It was very strange. Yeah, he didn't uh, walk backstage like you normally see. He actually went back down the stairs yeah, he to his went, seat. Yeah, he went back down the stairs to his seat. He was not going to be walked off stage and out and around or whatever. He, no. he took off. You could see he was sitting in the front row. So yeah. he just bolted right <laughs> back for the chair, uh, holding the Emmy. <laughs> so yeah. how about that? Uh, this one I thought was actually quite great, and I really enjoyed. This was probably my... tied at least or up towards the very top for my favorite acceptance speech of the night supporting actress in a comedy series uh kate mckinnon saturday night live nancy or or niecy nash uh getting on allison janney mom judith light transparent gabby hoffman transparent and anna klumsky uh for veep and uh kate mckinnon won 
uh, from Saturday Night Live, which is something you don't see every day. No, and not I, at all. I, I heart Kate McKinnon. I think she's pretty great in almost everything that she does. She was the only one that that breathed, breathed, breathed some life <laughs> into Ghostbusters uh, in forms of originality. And uh, her acceptance speech was uh, great because she, I just love seeing people who genuinely don't expect to win win and they go up there and they're like oh fuck uh yeah. and they're, they're so like visibly shaken that they can't even hold their acceptance paper speech straight mm-hmm. i love seeing shit like that uh and those are the, those are the messages at least the first time that come from the heart versus other people that saunter up on stage and pull their shit out of their pocket and fold it open and make us you know a smile you know a little remark at the beginning of their their speech or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty prepared great. and whatnot. yeah. Uh, directing for a comedy series, I'm not going to go through them all. Aziz Ansari was uh, uh, nominated again for Master of None, but it was Jill Soloway for a Transparent episode. Uh, lead actress in a comedy series, uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus in Veep. Ellie Kemper in Unbreakable. Kimmy Schmidt, Laurie Metcalf in Getting On. Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, Amy Schumer inside Amy Schumer, and Lily Tomlin for Grace and Frankie, who got the biggest pop uh, for that category. And it came down to, for the fifth straight year in a row, Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep. I'm sure she's doing great work over there. I don't watch Veep, so I can't uh, say whether you know uh, Ellie Kemper deserved it more than she did, because I don't watch it, but from what I understand, she is and always has been outstanding in everything that she does. Uh, and as a lady with all class, when she came up, uh, she had just lost her father three days ago or something like that. She had said it was very brief Mm -hmm. and she was still quite shaken and still showed up and came out and, and dedicated the award to her recently passed away father. And it was a very touching moment for many in the crowd who knew her personally, Seinfeld, Larry David, you know, all those people were there. Uh, and it was just a very unexpected personal moment that she shared with the world, I guess. Yeah. And it's something you don't see very often. And, uh, you certainly, uh, you certainly got to give it up for that. So, and also I should apparently be watching veep, uh, (laughs) because damn, it wins a lot of awards. So, uh, lead actor in a comedy series, couldn't be happier with the winner. Still haven't seen the show. Uh, but we have people like, uh, Thomas, uh, Middleditch from Silicon Valley, William H. Macy from Shameless, Will Forte, The Last Man on Earth, Aziz Ansari, Master of None, Anthony Anderson Blackish, and Jeffrey Tambor for Transparent, who Jimmy Kimmel jokingly opened the show with. Let's just give Jeffrey Tambor his Emmy right now. And uh, <laughs> they weren't far off because he won. Yeah. And uh, when he came out to do the thing, uh, he, he was announcing for something, uh, and he was like, yeah, they took the Emmy away, by the way. Uh, just making a joke and then he won and he was like what taketh away comes back again uh just because he's jeffrey tambor and, and fucking funny. they tried to play him off and he said no and yeah. those motherfuckers stopped yeah yeah he, they tried to play him off and he was like uh-uh uh-uh he did he flat out said no <laughs> yeah, uh, and, he did. and they were like oh shit all right fine <laughs> Man, i'm fine jeffrey tambor you have your time then tell us uh, reality competition program again. Not going to get into the whole thing. Uh, the Voice reality was the winner. Reality competition program. Okay. Yeah, The Voice was the winner. I don't watch The Voice, uh, so uh, yeah. So there you go. Tough competition uh, out there. Yeah, writing for a limited series or dramatic movie special. Uh, let's just go through these pretty quick because a lot of them are going to be the People vs. O.J. Simpson, uh, and that's what that was for. Uh, and then uh, supporting actress in a limited uh, miniseries. Uh, our movie, Regina King for American Crime, which I have not seen, uh, but I do like Regina King. Directing for a limited series, movie dramatic special, uh, was Suzanne Beer, the night manager, kind of snuck one in there. Beat out uh, three nominations alone for episodes, single episodes of The People vs. O.J. Simpson, and somebody for Fargo, which is a pretty big deal, uh, and Jay Roach for All the Way. Uh, supported actor, supporting actor in limited series was Sterling K. Brown, the guy who played uh, uh, Johnny Cochran in uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. Beat out Jesse Plemons from Fargo, Bo Keen Woodbine from Fargo, Hugh Laurie from The Night Manager, David Schwimmer, who never stood a chance, uh, <laughs> and then John Travolta from The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Uh, lead actress in a limited series or a movie, Sarah Paulson, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, Kirsten Dunst from Fargo, Felicity Huffman, American Crime, Audra McDonald, 
the last day at Emerson's Bar and Grill. Can't even tell you. I never even heard of that, but I do know who she is. I rem- uh, I Lily Taylor, uh, American Crime, Carrie Washington, Confirmation, and Sarah Paulson was the big winner, who most people would recognize from American Horror Story. Uh, lead actor in a limited. Oh, that's or, right. That's um, that's a kind of a docu drama series, The Last Day at Emerson's Bar Girl, about uh, Billie Holiday. Yes, uh, and also I need to I need to correct myself. Sterling K. Brown played uh, the uh, the assistant uh, uh, Durden. Uh, I think was who he was. The Tyler Durden. No, uh, he wishes. Uh, <laughs> Marsha Clark's partner. Um, oh, okay. Not not uh, Jesse uh, Cochran. Yeah, not Cochran. Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran. Uh, but. Uh, the guy that played Johnny Cochran, he won for lead actor, beat out Brian Cranston, which is not an easy fucking thing to do. Yep. Uh, listen to this. Listen to this. What, for the HBO thing? Yeah, listen to this, okay, for lead actor in a limited series of movie. Now, this all this all this uh, uh, People vs. O.J. Simpson stuff you're hearing now, this is going to be the night of next year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be just rattling them off and winning this shit left and right. I promise you that a year ahead of time. So, uh, anyways, listen to this category, though. Listen to how stacked of talent this category is and who and who won uh okay tom hiddleston the night manager mm-hmm. cuba gooding jr the people vs. oj simpson yep. uh oscar winner yep. idris elba luther yep. brian cranston all the way benedict cumberbatch the abominable bride from sherlock uh and courtney b vance the people vs. oj simpson now everybody would look at that category and go yeah 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 who <laughs> uh, and he fucking won, and I'm not going to say that he's not deserving because he was great as Johnny Cochran. Yeah, just in terms of public, knowledge. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, damn, he beat out some huge names right there. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of people that still didn't the, watch. And a large portion of this is a popularity contest. Yeah, so. uh, but the, the people versus O.J. Simpson is legit, though, folks. You know, I, I reviewed every episode of it as it aired. Uh, if you want to hear those, those are on our earlier the year podcast. It was on in February. But uh, I couldn't gush enough. As J-Rod. He told me to shut up about it. He didn't Twice. actually. But, uh, anyways, TV movies. I thought this was interesting. A Very Merry Christmas was in there, which I did not really like. It was strange and bizarre. I didn't dislike <laughs> it. It was just, I think it was not wor- worth an Emmy nomination. Uh, all the way, Confirmation, Luther, and Sherlock, The Abominable Bride. Sherlock won. People lost their damn minds and started clapping hysterically. Uh, the limited <laughs> series, uh, Roots, uh, The Night Manager, Fargo, American Crime, and The People vs. O.J. Simpson, an American crime story. Not to be confused with American crime, uh, but the People vs. O.J. Simpson won again. I told you we'd be talking a lot about it. This here was my favorite of all the Emmy winners, okay? Uh, writing for a variety special. Uh, there was a Triumph the Dogs election special. Tig Notaro, Boyish Girl Interrupted. John Mulaney, uh, the comeback kid. Amy Schumer, Live at the Apollo. And uh, Patton Oswalt, Talking for Clapping. And I don't think it could have went to a better person in Patton Oswalt winning winning his first Emmy ever. Uh, went on to give a pretty uh, a, a great a nice speech, uh, and then he gave a, a little bit of a heartbreaking interview backstage about opening up about the loss of his wife. Yeah, I was going to say how did he hold up? Which is uh, surprisingly well, but at the same time a bit overwhelmed. Of course, you know, he's, yeah. He's he's thankful that he won because uh, and the long and short of the uh, the interview was is that he's thankful that he won because he doesn't know if he'll ever be as good as he was with her around because she made him fifty percent better than mm. he already is, so he's he's not sure if he'll ever get back to that level again. Also, uh, which is very sad. Yeah. But I think that he will because he's one of the smartest and funniest people that uh, I have had the pleasure of watching. That's so, true. Uh, anyways, variety talk show. This also made me smile quite a bit. Uh, he had some tough competition. The award was generally perceived to be a lockup for jimmy fallon uh also had real time with bill maher uh the late late show with james corden jimmy kimmel live comedians and cars getting coffee and last week tonight with john oliver who uh won john oliver won his first emmy as well for last week tonight i think he's going to rule that category just as john stewart I, is too i believe that you are correct <clears throat> uh directing for a variety special i'm not going to get into the whole thing grease live won. <laughs> i was like really it beat out adele amy schumer uh, chris rock was visibly angry uh, uh, that uh, yeah, Grease did he Live produce won. Amy Schumer? He did. Yeah, yeah, he produced it, and Chris Rock was physically like when they lost, he was like, 
like you can see him like get mad in his, in his little box, and then they cut yeah, away. Well, sometimes it matters how much money you spend. Yeah, uh, and then the variety sketch series, which I thought was a, a no-brainer, especially because they're done now. But they had uh, Saturday Night Live, Portlandia, Inside Amy Schumer, Drunk History documentary now, and Key and Peel. And Key and Peel was your winner. Of course, they were. Uh, writing for a drama series went to the Game of Thrones writers, supporting actress uh, in a, in a drama series. You had Constant Zimmer, Unreal, Maisie Williams, Game of Thrones, uh, Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones, Lana Headey, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Maura Tierney, The Affair, and Maggie Smith, Downton Abbey, which, of course, Maggie Smith, as we talked about earlier. Um, directing for a drama series, um, uh, Miguel Sapochik. Uh, Sapatink uh, for Game of Thrones, supporting actor in a in a dramatic series. This one really surprised me too, uh, not because of talent, just because of the the popularity of the people involved in the category. You had John Voight for Ray Donovan, uh, Michael Kelly for House of Cards, Kit Harrington Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage Game of Thrones, Jonathan Banks Better Call Saul, who I personally wanted to mm. win, and Ben Mendelsohn won uh, from Bloodline, which is now canceled. Uh, lead actor and seriously it is canceled but he <laughs> did win though lead actor in a drama series this made me uh, very happy and listen to what this young kid beat out here kevin spacey house of cards leah schreiber ray donovan matthew Rees, the americans bob odenkirk better call saul kyle chandler bloodline and rami malik for mr robot which i have been raving about for over a year straight mm. uh, and i predicted when i watched that show i'm like this kid's going to be holding an emmy when it's emmy time and here we are and he was holding an emmy and uh, in tradition to the show, for those who watch, he made a little joke. He's like, I hope this isn't all inside of my head, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is pretty great. Uh, lead actress in a drama series. And the rest of America went, what? Yeah. Uh, this was actually pretty great. Uh, and I didn't, I'm, I'm nice to see some of the, the people that you don't think are going to win, win. Uh, but uh, uh, Robin Wright, House of Cards for lead actress. Uh, Carrie Russell, The Americans, Taraji P. Henson, Empire, Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder, Claire Danes, Homeland, and uh, Tatiana Maslany for Orphan black and she was the winner orphan black a lot yeah, of people supposed to be uh, the hot shit yeah uh, i've not watched it but i i understand it's very uh very popular uh, comedy series veep blackish master of none modern family silicon valley transparent unbreakable kimmy schmidt good stuff in there veep wins veep wins so uh there you go uh drama series uh you have mr robot house of cards homeland downtown abbey better call saw the americans and game of thrones game of thrones of course won and it is now the most awarded show in television history mm. how about that all right it is pretty damn good so there, there you have it Frasier. Uh, those are your uh 2016 emmy award winners South Park came back this week. It was a real treat. Uh, they are, they picked up right where they left off, of including things both old and new, staying relevant to the times, and they brought back uh, the turd and the giant douche sandwich. Or the, wait, the turd sandwich and the, the giant, giant douche, douche yeah. uh, which I got a particular kick out of. You should check that out. American Horror Story is back with a new themed type show. It's like a retelling. It's like one of those shows that you watch that's like a... This happened to us, and it's like a reenactment type show, but the reenactments, like some actors, and then the the, the retelling oh, of some so actors. Oh, it's like, so it's like a, a reality. more traditional ghost story. Yeah, it's kind of like those TV ghost show. hunters type thing, and then yeah. it's like this is a reenactment of what happened and stuff like that, and the actors and actors kind of look like It's a pretty cool start. I'm really interested to see where they go with it. Uh, I'm pretty excited. They'd be um, real secretive even after it started. Yeah, and that was the first one uh, to, to do so. Plus, uh, there's things that are interconnecting too. I'm not going to get into all that. Just watch the American Horror Story. It was great. I rate that shit a 9.0. My interest is peaked. And also a 10, a 10 out of 10. Get on it and watch it now because it's going to blow up. Atlanta, Donald Glover mm. is funny as hell, and he is just, that show is just great. Uh, I can't say enough about it. I've watched the first three episodes and loved the shit out of it. And with that, we're going to move right on into our main event, talk about these couple movies, and wrap this up in a nice little bow for y'all. So here we are in uh, 1994. Four people went into the woods alone uh, and uh, in search of the Blair Witch. They were God, trying was that long to. Ago? Yeah, I mean the movie came no, out in '99, but the story was. Oh right. You know, of '94. Yeah, but uh, they they really did uh, open up the genre. They made a movie for ten thousand dollars and made 
uh, millions and millions. Yeah, uh, much and, the same way that Kevin Smith did long ago. Yeah, like they really did. And that now uh, a good chunk of the genre is movies made just like this because they know they can make it for cheap and people will go out and see it. And they've made lots of movies that way. And the occasional one is still really good. And so this time they decided to go back to their roots. They put out a really shitty sequel called Book of Shadows that was not right. found footage style. Right. It's just a badass, not badass, like, yeah, but just bad, terrible ass movie. Bad. And, tastes uh, like ass. It, yeah, movie. it was awesome. <laughs> Awful, and then uh, they so they have this new Blair Witch, and uh, you want to know well how is is it worth going to the theater to see? Absolutely not. It is not uh, at all. Don't pay your Um, money. Well, all you need to do is watch the first one because this one is an updated version. Three people go back into the woods. So they're not even like retracing their steps or anything. They're going back because it's this dude's. This dude's brother is one of the girls that disappeared. Like Heather's, uh, it's her brother. Yeah, the the one girl. I'm going back into the woods to find the girl because uh, this guy says he found something here and so they go in they have modernized equipment but it's basically the first movie all the fuck over again and (laughs) i was like huh so i mean it's not like it's not awful at least connects in i understand what they're they're trying to tell story-wise but if you're going to a theater the payoff is not there Mm. it's one you'd probably rather watch at your house Instead of paying to Problem see it in the, the theater. with a sequel like that is you got to give people a little more than you did last yeah, time. Yeah, they didn't really. They gave you, oh, she had a brother, and the brother wants to find her, and we're going to let him exercise this. It's and also we have like a bunch 27 of... years later. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, it's a long go-round, uh, and it just... It, I, it looked good, but it, it did not really deliver like I guess it it's, should. It's more like twenty, not thirty. Yeah, seven. this is going to be a movie that's going to be popular on Netflix in a year from now, come the month of I October. I wonder if the Netflix release date is slated for late October. Uh, it probably is. Yeah, uh, that might and, explain and, a whole lot about their re- current release date. Yeah, um, I just know that. Yeah, you would think this movie would come out in October. It didn't. It tried to beat the scary movie audience, but I'll tell you what. Uh, people did go, but it was not awesome. It was not an awesome show. <laughs> so I don't rate it very high. I'll be nice because I do understand what they're trying to do, but I'm going to, I'm going to be nice and give it a 50. Okay. Uh, but it's really more like a 45. Uh, but, uh, not great. No need to rush out. Save your movie monies. Uh, that brings us to Oliver Stone. Uh, the conspiracy nut that he is. Uh, if you don't know who Edward Snowden is, Edward Snowden is a guy, a very smart guy, who worked for the CIA uh, and uh, at times the NSA and found out that the well, government was doing some pretty wrong shit. He actually worked for an independent contractor that leased him out to the NSA. Yes, and I don't want to go in and spoil the actual parts of his life that they cover in the movie, but I guess if you want to do that, you can because it follows it pretty closely. But I didn't know a lot of his background. I only knew what the documentary told me which was focused on the now uh the i am citizen four mm-hmm. it, it didn't really I think it's give just you, citizen four or, or yeah citizen four it didn't give you uh a full background on who he was that he was in the army and uh and couldn't make it because of an accident and stuff like that yeah. uh but he wanted to serve his country and then found his country was doing some not I would also, cool stuff i would also like to preface this with oliver stone movies although biographical in nature often add a very uh, Dramatic fl- flair. Yeah, very flavored tinge, it shall we say. It also says that, too, right at the start of the movie. It's like, this is based on true events, but it is a dramatic retelling. Yeah, because he got in a lot of trouble, mostly for JFK, about that. Yeah. Uh, so Not trouble, um, but there was public uproar. But, yeah, there's a couple of things he did where I could see somebody being like, hey, dude, what you did is uh, kind of not cool, but we can't really do anything about it. Yeah, well, he did the same thing with The Doors, and when people asked him about it, he said, well, it's not actually a biographical movie about the doors it's i was in vietnam and it's how i viewed the doors as a soldier in vietnam yeah and so now he at least he's being a little more specific so uh I, and this movie is not a bad movie this movie is a movie that's okay i liked it i'm glad i saw it uh it it, it the the information is given it is good information given and it is information that's meant to start conversation that's the point of this movie what will be overlooked in this movie because people will roll their eyes <laughs> at the overtones of all Oliver Stone's heavy-handedness of it, yeah, yeah. and uh, they will overlook Joseph Gordon-Levitt's wonderful performance. Uh, where I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is one of the like is this a Seth Rogen, Steve Jobs sort of overshadowing by the uh, director? A little bit because he gave a, the best thing about this movie is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He gave a world-class performance that won't be remembered at Oscar time, sadly. Mm. But he changed his whole voice. He changed his his body language. He changed uh, a lot of things about him and this is one of the most recognizable actors in america like he's been 
one of our actors since he was a kid. Like everybody, yeah, I mean, that almost, I know has grown up with Joseph Gordon. Yeah, anybody over the age of say twenty five, you say third drop from the sun. Oh, that guy, yeah, and yeah. you just know how he sounds, and you know how he acts in every movie that he's ever been in, and he's one of the best best acting talents we have of this generation right now. And for him to be able to transform himself like that kicked his game up an extra notch. I didn't know he was able to do. And mm. uh, I thought he was really great, by far the best part of the movie. I don't know Usually, uh, Usually. how you're going to view this. If you are a staunch patriot, uh, you might <laughs> want to think, oh, well, you know, he came in and he let, let me tell was, you, uh, if you're one of those guys, you already know you don't want to see this movie. Exactly. Uh, and if there's also on the other side of that, there's the hardcore conspiracy theory guys that are like, hey, I'm going to tell you what, I've been telling you for years, the big brother, listen, <laughs> close your laptops, the, you're going to spy mm-hmm. on you through your peepholes and. Uh, then there's the people in the middle that are like, huh, that's some pretty nasty shit. They probably shouldn't be doing that. And uh, I'm going to look into it and find out what's actually going on because I want to know. And if you really want to know, that brings me to my final point of the show. If you want to see it glamorized and you want to see kind of the basic gist of it and get the dulled down version of what happened and still know enough to go and talk to people about it and say, hey, what's going on here? Uh, this will provide you that background to do so and you'll get to see a really great acting performance. But if you really want to know what goes on or if this movie piques your interest to go, what the fuck, you need to watch the documentary City and four which we have reviewed on here and brought up many times yeah uh and is one of the best documentaries that the both of us have ever seen yeah and, uh, and you won't ever believe how just nerve-wracking that that film is and they touch and it's upon, people sitting in a hotel room oh, yeah. talking and, and it's, they touch I, right upon that too because this the movie is about them filming the documentary that is and it has flashbacks such an interesting choice in and it has opinion. flashbacks of snowden's life as he is doing that process if what you can watch the real process of in that documentary and this also gives you uh, some behind the scenes stuff of what went on that wasn't on the documentary because snowden was involved with this movie which pissed off the government to no end uh they're like uh you know what you're doing right he's like i'm going to russia <laughs> that's what i'm <laughs> doing so uh anyways uh so check that out snowden i rate a little higher critics are being a little rough on it i i think that it's worth it alone to see it for gordon levitt's performance and just to get people talking uh i'm no conspiracy theorist or not job but i do think it was a pretty interesting movie and i rated it at about a 70 to a 73 percent that's pretty good yeah not too bad uh topical political drama driven driven by the performance of joseph gordon levitt had it not been a good actor like that that was in that role Mm -hmm. it might not have carried as well for me but also having seen citizen four knowing what they were doing at the time of what they were filming knowing that they were recreating real events in their fictional movie of the retelling of this of the thing you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like that when they pay that much attention to detail kind of a thing just oliver stone has a tendency to kind of go be oliver stonesy with things <laughs> and that's the only thing that i really take off for so uh don't go see the blair witch go check out snowden if you want or save your monies and go see the magnificent seven maybe coming up this week uh there's other stuff like coming other out stuff, yeah, yeah. There's, there's other stuff's coming out so we're gonna have that for you next week but we're gonna be a magnificent seven based uh, uh review we might have another one coming in at you and we're also going to be doing all of our fall television uh premieres of the ones you should watch, the ones you should stay away from, and the ones that might not make it uh, past two episodes are the ones that are probably <laughs> going to go all season. All those will be probably over two episodes because we're not going to load up with, with all that. We still want to like keep our structure. Show. Yeah, we want to keep our structure, so we're going to break it up. So we'll, we'll cover the first part of the week uh, and the second part of the week uh, and probably two different shows coming up. And we're going to be, uh, of course, having our main event of the Magnificent Seven coming at you all next week on our normally scheduled time on a Sunday evening recording with a nice posting for all you guys uh, that are listening out there and ladies uh, and ladies that will be dropped up in your inbox uh, and those who do not qualify as either on on <laughs> monday uh, that'll be there and uh, of course it'll be posted up on our website www.housemcsa.com check it out and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show we'll catch you next week and in case i don't see you good morning good afternoon and good night
Or would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. be a fish A fish is an animal that swims in a brook You can't write his name or read a book To fool the people is his only thought And though he's slippery he still gets caught If that sort of life is what you wish You may grow up to be a fish Or would you like to swim or stop Having my dreams home in a jar be better off than you are Or would you rather be a pig? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face His shoes are a terrible disgrace He's got no hands when he eats his food He's fat and lazy and extremely rude But if you don't care a feather or a fig You may grow up to be a pig And all the monkeys See quite a few So you see It's all I do you You could be better than you are You could be swinging on a star You could be swinging on a star You could be swinging on a star Tommy, yes Eddie You could be swinging on a star You could be swinging on a star you could be swinging on a star, my man. Hey, don't I know it? You could be swinging on a star. You could be swinging on a star. Let's take it home. You could be swinging on a star.